you guys probably fitness school you know what i'm like i'll go off and, and shout and rave and stuff like that but like I, I i'm so angry i'm calm you know it's one of them ones where Speechless. it's like dangerous angry like is fucking is horrible. Like psychopath angry. Yeah, like like <laughs> look at my face. Look at me talking about it. I look like a fucking psychopath. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, my boy Ollie. Yo. Harry. Well. And man like Dan Bardell. How you doing? It's good. 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 How is everyone? All good? Living the dream. Living the vida loca. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, not. I was. Uh, yeah. Not much. Well, football was good this weekend, lads. It was. Um, not much new stuff going on. I. Uh, well, I mean, I just didn't really dive that deep into it. We've got other stuff to talk about. But I want to talk about this Euro- uh, obviously the European Super League. Um, UEFA have come out. Obviously, said Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus, who are still part of it somehow. Still part. Still hanging on to it. Um, but they won't face any more legal action. Uh, due to their like yeah so they won't be fined or anything like that or kicked out of anything which is a bit ridiculous um but the funny the funny thing is i don't know if you've seen it in the notes but the clubs real madrid barcelona and juventus um argued that punishing them punishing them for breaking away for the breakaway league would be against the european european competition law can't get more words out right now (laughs) which is quite ironic they're trying to make a non-competitive league but their excuses for not whatever you know what i mean but um but yeah what, what do you guys make of this and, and obviously like the 22 million that the uh, prem clubs would have had to pay for grassroots football and stuff that's been suspended um what, what do you guys make of this obviously i'll uh, i'll go to harry first as someone that's not as a fan of the top six team and then i'll go to the two top 16 boys or the one top 16 and the tag are along hang on that's not <laughs> <the best>. all <laughs> right we made that joke so, last week the annoying little brother that mum makes you take with you. Oh, what, uh, what are you then? <laughs> We're not the goal, bro. I'm outside the top six, man. We're not claiming it. I, I think it's pretty insulting. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Especially with the um, not well, not just from because you know Reading are a lady shit at the minute, but yeah. Um, we'll get on. To no mercy. No mercy ever shown to clubs like that. You know, Barry getting kicked out of the league over. Pennies for what amounts to pennies for these big clubs, and then um, they basically decide to say "f you" to the rest of the leagues, and they don't get punished for it. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. They almost they they tried to kill. I know it's we've we've been talking about this. They tried to kill football as it is, and they're not um, being punished, which is crazy. I mean, I as I think I just feel like I'm, I, I've always sort of not like the top six but just because you know it's been a bit like oh they're the top six whatever but now I, I find it hard for any fan that's not a, of a top six team how they can't just hate the top six now and it, I don't know I think it's just going to cause a rift and I hope it doesn't go to fans because obviously like Ollie and Barza hate your clubs but obviously it's still like you guys quite a bit you guys are well alright <laughs> but, but I just hope it doesn't make rifts between people I, I don't know but as, as top six um, it definitely will do it, people are so passionate about their clubs and defending like them tribal. and stuff yeah exactly it's very much someone could wholeheartedly actually agree with you but they're so stubborn because it's their team that they'll deny 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 until they die <laughs> essentially Basically, but what would you guys? Our two top six fans, Bards. I'll throw to you first as, as an actual top six team uh, fan. But what, what do you think, my man? What do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, 
Well, it pays to have good lawyers, doesn't it, obviously? Uh, <laughs> so I think that's brilliant. Um, but... Barcelona got the money for those lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think the whole thing's a bit of a shambles. I mean, totally against it, totally agree. I think there should be some sort of punishment, hefty fines. I don't really think were the answer anyway. I think it had to be something severe, but then that's not for me to sort of judge what it would be because, you know, I kind of don't really have a clue or a grasp on that. But yeah. I think it is a bit of a shambles the way it's been run. It's not a surprise though. I mean, let's. You know, Man yeah, City no, literally not. got away with it and they walked in. There's that video of them walking in with their army of lawyers. So imagine what Barcelona, Madrid's and Juventus's look like. <laughs> so that was Man City walking in with them and they got away with it. I don't think it's going to be um, a shock to anyone that, you know, you wait for letting them get away with it. But um, it's just going to roll back around, you know, a couple of years. Oh, yeah, the expansion for the Champions that, yeah. League's happening or is it happening this season or... Or it's uh, next Tough season, season, isn't it? So it's literally going to be um, until they don't see the benefit of that, they'll be like, okay, we want even more. Don't know. In terms of the other, you know, um, clubs involved, they're not getting fined now either. I think there should be some sort of punishment or some sort of fine from the Premier League and their respective leagues that they were in, just for the fact that if you want to get the money off them and then say, look, that this is this is your punishment and we're going to put it into the grassroots football then they should do that anyway they surely have some right to to punish them if UEFA isn't going to already so yeah, yeah so it's, it's a hard one because I, I am yeah I mean I'm totally against it absolutely and I totally agree and I think I think what you were saying about you know you hope it doesn't mean that the, there's going to be a fan divide I don't think there is because the fans didn't like it they're the ones who kicked off about it and you know made the protests known and all that sort of jazz if if they do it again you you know for a fact that Man United won't be playing any games because they will storm the stadium again regardless of security around it so yeah yeah that's really Ollie what, what do you think my man um, I think that I can slightly understand why I say very slightly that um, a fibre of my being slightly understands why that um, some of the the big six in the Premier League weren't sort of given sort of heavy fines because they all ended up dropping out very promptly. Um, but I still think that they should have pursued giving like Barca, Madrid, and uh, Barca, Madrid, and Juve. Was it? Yeah. yeah, those are free. Yeah, so they should have still definitely got fines. They're standing their ground. They're not regretting it by any means and it looks like sort of the top six they have regretted it only because of pressure from fans and stuff so I think that they should be fined they sh there should be some sort of punishment for them but it looks like they're kind of just getting away with it that's not to say that Premier League teams don't need to be punished because I do think they need to be punished um, and I think that they should out of um, sort of being the teams that they are but I think they should um, still pay these fines into grassroots football because that can do a lot for the whole of football not just a, a specific league or a specific team or whatever it will, it, it will all the money goes down right down the pyramid and it can mean a lot to a lot of other clubs and it can really it take a lot someone. further down there yeah exactly it goes so much further and like say you get Arsenal get given a million pounds or whatever that's not really going to do much but you give a million pounds to a non-league team that's going to do absolutely loads for them so you, you want to see that sort of stuff and I still do think that they should be paying that, that those fines to grassroots football 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think we're pretty much all in agreement. The only thing is, I think, I think they should just deal with it how they, the AFL clubs are dealing with it. Fine them, slap them with a points deduction. Doesn't have to be a crazy one, but hit them with something like that. That will actually affect their season as well because they deserve that, I think. Um, just for the one year, do you know what I mean? Just do a points deduction. You don't have to do it over a certain amount of years. Just give them a point deduction for the following season or something like that. Because uh, they're all good teams that are going to turn it around and be fine anyway. Like even if you were to give Arsenal like all the top six a ten point, uh, ten point deduction, by week five you'll see them in the top ten anyway. So mm. it, uh, we're just in the top ten now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I didn't. To be fair, yeah, I wasn't yeah. really thought about Arsenal. Or Spurs. Yeah, I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I feel like it's been an Arsenal roast already, bro. Uh, luckily, you guys won this weekend. We'll be getting on to that, so at least we can talk a good stuff about you guys for a bit. But um, before we move on to like talking about some Champions League games and the Premier League games, hey, this is the first time that we've had you here since obviously the whole Reading news broke and stuff. Can you sort of, I don't massively know the whole situation myself, obviously, as a fact. Can you just take us through it and what the whole situation is, basically? Okay, so basically, we've been um, like violating FFP. Yeah, financial fair play rules because we've been spending a hell of a lot more than we've been making yeah um, don't know why or how but obviously just the the owners are just just pouring money in and not too worried about the financial performance of the business yeah. um, so obviously they they still have money they're willing to invest if they're if they are running it like this that that's what it implies to me yeah but um, I I it's annoying, but I think it's it probably is fair. I mean, if we've been doing this for a couple of years now, um, it did seem like either the start of last season or the season before, we just we spent a load of money, which I didn't know we had, for yeah. players like Lucas Zhao, five million, George Puskas, seven million. Yeah. Um, that all seemed to come out of nowhere. But um, whereas, yeah, so for us, it's because we're spending more than we're bringing in. Uh, whereas for Derby, who've already had the, beast, they've it? already had the points deducted because they were, um, I think they were, like, doing their records wrong. Uh, so I, I did read something. Yeah, when they were trying to get sold or bought by someone else, they sort of embellished their financial records or something. I think, um, which then led to them being because they were trying to get taken over by a Chinese company or something i think or something like that i can't remember and i think it uh, that might be bollocks it was some big corporation billionaire don that was trying to pick them up basically but yeah um it looks there, are, there are a couple of other clubs in the championship who um who have been struggling you know post covid i think forest are one of them there might be one or two others that i've forgotten but, um i don't think any of the others will are likely to get points deductions other than us obviously that ha hasn't happened yet but it seems like it's going that way. Mm. Um, thankfully, three wins on the bounce for us now. So. Yeah, I didn't realise you had Alan Halevich or whatever his name is. Yeah, that, he's that actually, actually really good. A, a promising kid from a mm. few years ago. You guys have him. I saw he scored Birmingham, Birmingham fans were saying he was, you know, lazy and not doesn't really do much, but he's he actually looked really good for us. Nice. Just nice. Got he's kind of that random vision. Nice. That you need cutting edge. He's still got John Swift, so everything's all right. Oh, yeah, well, if he can stay fit. Yeah, true, true, true. But, um, so, yeah, so okay. is it looking likely that it's going to be a point? Do you know how many points it's going to be? Um, from what I've heard, it's going to be between six and nine. It's not the um, end of the world. You can still survive no. with that, which is hopefully right. you do. Darby, Darby got 12, I think, yeah. 
21, wasn't it? Or is it? I know they were rumored to be getting 21, but maybe it, it must have gone down then. Uh, last I checked, they're on, they're on minus two. Oh, okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I did see. Well, I think this is when it was initially going. Like you know, things were going on. They said it could be up to twenty-one point deduction, but I guess they settled on something then. Um, yeah, we're playing them away tomorrow, so you know, it's the, oh, battle the, uh, the battle of the skin boys. <laughs> yes, I don't see the thing is like I Derby seems so tin pot to me, but but Reading don't. And I don't. Is that wrong, H? Are you guys tin pot? Or... Oh, we're tin pot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> I don't know fair what enough. I was expecting Harry to say then, but yeah, fair. Honesty, I love it. We haven't won much, spent most of our years in the third and fourth tiers. Um, one of the oldest clubs in the country, but you know, we still hold the point. We don't really you still have anything for that. the championship? We do, yeah. Well, that's you can't, can't let that the go. the main thing we've done, to be honest. Yeah, yeah sweet. sweet. We'll, 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 we'll put you out your misery, mate. H, we'll move on from Reading. But uh, we'll talk about some Champions League, which is obviously is on tonight. I completely forgot till this afternoon that we've got Champions League tonight. But um, obviously, tonight, well, the big game, I just went for the big games because there are some games that just, why talk about it, If to be honest, you know what I mean. But uh, we've got PSG Man City tonight, which is going to be wicked. The battle of the two richest clubs in, or like, you know, yeah, the richest the football game ever. ever. Yeah. It's got the... Um, it's, they, uh, hopefully they both lose. And two incredibly tin pot football teams. I think um, um, City's team's way. worth just over a billion and uh, PSG's yeah. team's worth just yeah, under yeah. a billion. Yeah. So um, I think it works out that it's it work, uh, in sort of combined, it's just over to, um, two billion. Mad. I hope that, yeah, I hope, I don't know, You can't, what's the best result for this? At the end of the day, and if someone's going to get hammered or rather PSG get hammered than Man City, yeah, just Man City to win, I think. You know, English team, um, bad English team. Yeah, that's the only thing right yeah. now as an English team. I don't it's, it's embarrassing as well for City if they lose to PSG because they're fucking shy. Yeah. That is true, that is true. But um, we've got FC Porto versus Liverpool as well. I think I'd be surprised if, obviously, it's at Porto, but I'd be surprised if Liverpool don't get the result there. Um, a sneaky good game is AC Milan versus Atletico Madrid tonight. Uh, that's going to be, that'd be quite an exciting one, I think. There'll be some gold in that. Yeah, so it's, it's Porto, Liverpool, Milan, and Atletico, I believe, isn't it? Mm. Um, that's that's a crazy, uh, crazy uh, game. But then, yeah, Wednesday we got Benfica versus Barcelona. Come on, Benfica! And then United have got Villarreal, Bards, and you couldn't beat Young yeah. Boys. Do you feel like you're going to beat Villarreal? We didn't beat him in the final, so I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not looking forward to it. No, I mean Maguire's out. Definitely. Um, yeah. Shaw's looking very unlikely. Um, so then that probably means Lindelof, Lindelof. or Bailly with Delo, I guess. Um, yeah. And I'm not really confident um, in Delo. And I mean, Lindelof can do a job. Like Lindelof is a good defender, don't get me wrong. So maybe, you know, it would be good to see him and, him and Varane. Um, Lindelof started the last game, Varane didn't. So... Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what pairing pairing it is, but I'm not confident with it. Because um, if he plays Fred Solskjaer, and... sorry, do you think Solskjaer rested Varane with this game in mind, expecting to beat Villa anyway? He played Villa. Uh, no, he played. Didn't he? he didn't play against Young Boys. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Right. Sorry, that's what I meant. You're expecting to beat Young Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. But I mean, he played Van der Beek like for 
30 minutes or 45 minutes, whatever. It was. Yeah, 45 minutes against Young Boys. So I really hope that he goes with it again because there must have been a reason why he played Van Der Beek in that game and it must be because he you know, it has intentions of playing him in the Champions League or something because I really don't want to see Fred and McTominay tomorrow. I just don't want to see it. I'm kind of like fed up with it. I, am, I do like them as a partnership. I do. I'm a fan in the big games and this is a big game. I think Van Der Beek will be more attacking and if anything, we just need some creativity and at least he'll create. Yeah. I think... Because Villarreal have struggled to get to to win games in the uh, the league of this season, but they just drew nil nil with Real Madrid on the weekend. So I'm not confident if Real Madrid can't beat them. Not confident of, of us being able to get a result. But I would like to see, yeah, Van der Beek maybe start and just have some creativity. I'm not like begging for Van der Beek to get minutes because he hasn't impressed me at all. So I understand why he's not playing. I don't really get the clamour for him if he's not been doing it when he has shown like been given the chance but yeah um, and Sancho hopefully Sancho can deliver you know he does like the Champions League so hopefully yeah. he can uh, yeah, de- deliver on the uh, on the big stage tomorrow what happened last yeah, time I... you guys played Villarreal um over De Gea missed the penalty <laughs> that was a draw at 90 minutes wasn't it? yeah it was just painful yeah, you, can, you, can, you can do something it's fine yeah, yeah, get a point out of it I don't necessarily think we'll lose I don't necessarily think we'll lose I yeah. think it will just be so painful like, I don't think Man United will play well and it might not necessarily be their fault that they don't play well it's just that you know when you're up against a low block and it's so frustrating if Villarreal yeah. are smart they would literally do what Villa just did and they, they would play a low block and then they'd counter or they'd get a go off a set piece which they did they got a go off a set piece um, in the final so they'd literally had the game plan then they'll just do it again tomorrow play it to a tee Man United have struggled against low blo- low blocks for years like under Van Gaal always struggled we always had the ball but we weren't scoring in like the first half for like, 10 games in a row or something stupid like that and I just think against a low block will just be a, an infuriating watch. It will just be boring. It will look like we're crap. It will just be that Villarreal just got a game plan. Well, well I, hope, I hope. I think you guys. Will, I, I do believe you guys will get the job done. Um, I don't know if it helps, but I've taken over Man United on my FM career, and I've completely transformed the club. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got a, got a fr- midfield three of um, Rice, Bellingham, and Fernandez. With a, a front three of uh, Rashford, Greenwood, and Chiesa, we're absolutely destroying it, mate. Won the won the quadruple last season. So, <laughs> and that sounds unbelievable, to be fair. Yeah, so they just got to hire me, and I'll get the job done, man. I can, you know, I can fly about, you know, get these signings done. Chiesa would have been done straight after the final, mate, if I was in charge. <laughs> but, um... I do want to say, I do want to say, if if Man United don't win or lose, if Man United don't win, it's not Ollie's fault tomorrow because those players. Crap against young boys, or crap against Villa, uh, Aston Villa. And if they're crap tomorrow, that's got to be on them. I don't necessarily think it's Ollie because how those players can't win that game of football. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not. Do you not think it can come down not. to? Um, do you not think it comes down to his tactics and, and lack thereof? I mean, these are players who've commanded, who've played well, incredibly well for other teams, which is why Man United have bought them. Yeah. No, I don't think that's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand that Sancho's not like lit, you know, lit the world, set the world alight yet. 
because he, he didn't start well Dortmund last year. No, no, but... that's not what I mean. I mean, just like, like, Oli is not a tactically good manager. We've seen that. He can't move on the fly and change things on the fly if he needs to. He stays in the ways that he does things. Uh, we saw against Villa, Sancho, regardless of his play, should have started that game because that's what you needed. Someone that not Greenwood that's going to take a shot on every single time he gets there, regardless of what the situation is. You need Sancho, who yeah. loves putting the ball on a plate for someone like Ronaldo. Um, I just think Oli is not tactically good enough to take you guys to where you want to go. And eventually, he's going to have to go. Yeah, I mean, I just think that think that he has clear tactics and it is set out. It's just a case of, you know, there is a lack yeah. of personnel in areas. What I will say is I think it's, it's on Oli if he keeps persisting with this McFred and it's not working. Like, if there's a breakdown in that partnership and it, the goals are resulting in that way, then that is on him. But, I mean, do but I have think surely, that, um... to have that many shots, to have that many shots, and I know they were terrible shots, like you could shoot from anywhere, but then I would say, why the why the hell are you shooting from there as opposed to trying to get to the byline or create a chance or do something? That's not... I don't think that's on Ollie to, you know, do the creative side because he's not playing. I think he has got tactics. Right. It's just he can't win right. again. He can't win big games, or he can't beat, you know, like Man City. Do the double over Man City last season. He can't beat him twice, and then people not give him credit for it. But then when they lose, it's all on him. That's that's. But do you not just think my... it's a manager's job to find the system that fits the players he has, rather than making the players he has fit a system he wants to play? Well, but that's the thing as well. He's played. He's played these players in this system, like majority of last season, and it did what it works. It's just there's periods in the games where, for whatever reason, like I think Shaw um, against Young Boys last last week or the week before, he was not cl closing down any crosses. Like he was so slow to get out to them, and it's like that is not on Ollie. That like if I can see that, he must be fuming that he's not doing it but Shaw just wasn't doing it and then I think uh, West Ham as well it was exactly the same case and then he gave away the penalty which again is not necessarily on Ollie. I think like uh, so who, who is it, who is it on to change that how do you get the players to stop doing that well I would argue that that's probably like a hangover of the player from uh like international duty or the tournament. I mean, you're not not going to play sure off the back of what he's done last season, are you? He's obviously the starting one. Plus, we didn't have Tellers because he's only just come back from injury, so played against West Ham. Like that's not the only like the only um, position that's kind of susceptible to just stupid mistakes. But yeah, I mean, there's some things on Ollie. I just but I just think he gets such a bad rap if we lose a game no credit if we do win a game if we win a game it won't be down to well, the, the papers or media certainly won't be saying oh he did get it right this week he's done really well against Villarreal considering they got beat in the final or whatever it'll be oh the players did well or oh, Ronaldo's popped up with a goal or whoever you know what I mean uh, yeah, so, yeah absolutely I he think Oli's come, I think Oli's come a long way but... yeah and uh, he's but... going to make mistakes I think he subs a bit too late. I think change it, but then also that's a criticism of like when when you're an armchair 
when you're in your armchair watching the game and that armchair sport like obviously you can say it and you can't coach the team but I do think yeah, he has learned a lot I wouldn't necessarily jump on his back if we draw the game tomorrow I don't actually think a draw is the worst result in the world as long as we don't lose it then I think it's it's uh, it's over because we still have got a quite an easy easy group with Atalanta you'd fancy beating young boys still Atalanta are not easy though they're a fucking good team Oh, well, we beat him in the Europa League last year pretty comfortably, so I'd expect to do it again. Yeah. Well, I expect you to beat BS Young Boys, to be fair, but yeah. But no, I, I don't know. I like Oli, and I think he's done the job that he's supposed to do, and I think he was the perfect man for the job that needed to be done, and that is build that team up without, you know, having a manager that's going to make crazy demands and that kind of thing. Put the team first, essentially, over himself. But I think you're past that now. You're, what, one, two signings away from making a serious... Or maybe one like Declan Rice or Calvin Phillips away from making a serious title run and potentially doing that. And to be honest, man, Oli has not shown anything to say that he could be the guy to win a Premier League. As I know he came second in the in the Premier League, but you were still away, away you know, you're still away off. You were never really in it to win it, if we're being honest. Um, and, and, you know, the Champions League's not been great. You know, you got to the Europa League final. He bottled it in the Europa... Well, he and the players bottled it in the Europa League final. Just feel like he's been good for what he's supposed to do. But to, he's not the guy to take you to that next step. No. Like, do you think he is? Um, I would. I wouldn't. I, I still believe in what he's doing. I totally agree. We need one, like one signing. And I know it's like, but you've signed all these players. I get that. But that literally no, it's obvious that Fred and McTominay are not. Mate, yeah, it's like signing. it's obvious. Our only criticism is that we've cried out for a CDM ever since Carrick hung up his boots. Like it's been shocking. And uh, this is where, like, as a fan. And Oli might feel the same way. Is when you see like Chelsea just go out and act, or like they've got Kante, but tell you what, we're going to get Sol as well, or we're going to get Jorginho, or we're going to get Kovacic. Like they just act, man. Like there's signings that I would have liked to see in the United make, not for big price money, just to get a CDM in yeah. and just to try it, because I still think one CDM would have been better. You can play McTominay and a CDM, or you can play Fred and a CDM. But yeah. then they've got the license to do whatever, and if they're back in that position, then they can do it. I think this is where yeah, some of the rumours think... are coming from that the last couple of days. And I'm not sure if you guys have seen them, but uh, seen a lot of rumours hitting up about Calvin Phillips uh, with a move to United potentially in January, probably more likely in the summer. Um, Declan Rice as well. Those two, both England. Um, Centre uh, um, defensive mids. Imagine if you guys, uh, you had both of those in your team, they would be rock solid for you guys I don't think you'd probably get both but just both of them, yeah all you need is one of them essentially and Calvin Phillips seems to be the one his name seems to be popping up quite a lot over the last few days um, as I say Rice is uh, his name's popped up before as well but it's, it is a player like that you, that you do need um, like you say with Chelsea going out there and they've got the bleeding out um, defensive mids right now they can't move for them they've got they've got quite a few of them so it's just a case of if you guys can get someone like a Calvin Phillips or a Declan Rice or someone along those lines then you guys will be sorted yeah I mean I think Declan Rice is going to be too expensive and it'll be priced out yeah yeah transfer regardless um I saw it was like 60 I saw it was like 60 million quoted for Calvin Phillips but to me that literally screams of Declan Rice because there's been a press leak that you know, obviously, an obvious leak from the club to the press that Declan Rice is too expensive. Calvin Phillips is available for sixty. So what they're probably trying to do is drive down the price of, for 
Declan Rice mm. to be like yeah. 60 million and then they're going to say no and then Leeds United are going to go well hang on a minute we actually never quoted 60 million they're going to go no it's more like 80 and then yeah. he's going to be priced out of market but there's players yeah, like Ruben so. Neves who you can still go for or Zuma who probably or in, I still think everyone says Ndidi I still think it's going to be ridiculous to get him out of Leicester yeah 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 it depends um, how they do this year because they've been shocking so far yeah. If they continue on this, it might be easier to get them out, mate. Especially if someone like Madison or Telemons or someone who's been linked to a move away goes. Yeah, um, yeah. It could be like the first domino of many. But I, I just before we go too off, I, I, as we are talking about Man United, let's just get straight into the reviewing. Uh, let's start with the 1-0 lost Aston Villa because we were already on it. Obviously, you know, Bruno Fernandes missing the pen, Villa, uh, Villa getting the goal in like, what was it, the 80-something minute with Courtney Hawes. Um, yeah. Fantastic header, but never should have been let to get that goal. Yeah, from your, that was a really good head. Just a little glance in one. Yeah. Should it um, never have let, let to get to goal or should it never have been given? Because I don't understand how those Leicester City ones were, were offside and then this one wasn't. And this one is I've, a clear... I've got no idea. I've, I could, bro, I don't even think like... This is why Ollie's for so pissed off. In mind of the ref. So Ollie was uh, so yeah, pissed so off after the game because it's just the lack of inconsistency. Um, sorry, the lack of consistency. Um, yeah. Not the inconsistency, but um, yeah, yeah. So he was so angry at the end because it's like you give it one week, but you don't give it the next. Obviously, I know it's two different actual referees, but VAR in general, they should be leading the the ref to to give the same or. or like to give the same sort of decision that it was given uh, the week before with the different teams but the scenario is the same um, I personally don't think it was offside or anything I don't think the Harvey Barnes one should have been uh, given as offside but um, this is where if you give the Harvey Barnes one you should probably give this as well um, but as I say I don't think they should have even given the Harvey Barnes one in the first place yeah I mean yeah. they weren't no. offside the second one Harvey Barnes one was definitely not offside I mm -hmm. think and then, but then this one was a clear, like, if you're talking about, you know, being uh, the goalkeeper, being inside of the ball, then the United goal was definitely a case of player being in front of the ball, so De Gea couldn't see it. So I didn't understand that. I mean, it is what it is. The performance was still shit. But, um, yeah, that's just, I think the referee just keeps continuing to be shocking because we should have had a penalty against West Ham during the week on that pull down yeah, from Lingard to Noble yeah, yeah like and then we, we should have had two in that game anyway like yeah. in the league so like the refereeing has actually just been like shambles been this week it has been shocking man honestly like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know it, it's been but I think um, the, the performance what's up with the defence man is it they're just so lethargic and sloppy like that Maguire pass to get De Gea I can't make yeah. sense if, if, if it was a shit pass by Maguire, Maguire or De Gea's just made an absolute meal of it um, I can't yeah, I don't I know is it because you've got two of your back four on a hangover from the Euros do you think or I don't think De Gea it... helped himself like positionally in that situation yeah. Maguire obviously should like but Maguire should also do better I think they're both culpable in terms of the defence at the minute I think I don't know. I've not been confident of our right side. I don't think Wan-Bissaka's looked great. People have said he's had a fantastic game, but I don't know. Like against West Ham, people were saying he was really good, but I was like, but he did take out um, Dufal. Like even though it was offside, he did wipe him out, so that would have been a penalty. But I don't think he's been great. I think Varane's been alright. Um, I think maybe Maguire's building up that partnership so far, and then Luke Shaw, I think, is definitely having a hangover because. The guy's just not moving. 
again. It's like yeah. well, Fatter Burger uh, and Chips, and I don't like saying that about Luke Shaw, but he's... He's now picked up a knock, I think, as well as um, Maguire. Yeah, yeah so they're both out tomorrow. I don't think. No. Um, I would, I'd be surprised if Maguire was out for the game on the weekend. Yeah. I think he'll be out. Because he did initially play on anyway, for quite some time after the injury happened. Yeah, um, yeah well, apparently, apparently Luke Shaw joined in... He trained today, but he trained away from the group. So he was in today, but Maguire wasn't in at all. So Luke Shaw might make it tomorrow. Oh, okay. That's what so maybe they just the yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. I so mean, you know um... what do you think of the take? Sorry, Ollie. What do you think of the take that Bruno missed that penalty because Ronaldo was on the pitch? Looks. I think it was all Emmy Martinez. All the mind games, the shit housery. I think he just fucking took a bad penalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was bound to eventually. Yeah. Hit so many penalties and it was bound to. Yeah. I mean, it's not wrong picking Bruno because Bruno is no. the better penalty taker. He's so, the Man United penalty taker. He yeah. deserves to keep taking the penalties. He fucking better still take them as well because, like, even though he missed that one, Ronaldo is still a far worse penalty taker than Bruno Fernandez. And I'd rather have rather have Bruno on there. Bruno's got um, like a ninety-six percent conversion rate, and Ronaldo's is like eighty something. Yeah. Why yeah. the hell would you not have Bruno? Like, why the hell would you change it? And I hate that argument. Like, the media's been banging on about it. Talk sport. Fucking love it. Hawks sport, love it, mate. mate. They love Ronaldo versus Bruno. It's actually incredible. Yeah. So you know, but, the uh, game yeah. was at, um, at, it was at two early kickoffs on Saturday. Um, this game was also at twelve thirty. I found out the reason why. The uh, Cortinas were playing a concert at the Old Trafford Cricket Ground, and uh, in the evening, so they moved the game to lunchtime, which I'm not 100 percent sure why that's got a lot of relevance but um, I assume that there was going to be a lot of people that would be either missing the game or missing the concert and wanted to do both but um, yeah yeah. I hope they do more I hope they do more 12.30 kickoffs man I have one on one screen and one on the other it's wicked I was just sitting there watching two games of football Um, they probably did that in the hope that more Man City fans would show up for their game all five of them it was all pep yeah uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think uh, yeah. Pogba should have uh, scored um, at the end of the first half to put you guys one up. He flopped that. Yeah, Greenwood. Can yeah, we talk I about mean, Greenwood yeah. really quickly before we move on from Villa? He um, he had a really significantly worse game than he's had any of this season. Like he was yeah. forcing stuff that he just shouldn't have been forcing. What's your okay. thoughts on that? And and was it wrong to start him over Sancho? Do you think? No, I think Green was warranted a place. Absolutely, like he's started the season really well, and he is deadly when he has a shot. To be like, you know, his, his conversion rate is really good, and his yeah, um, games to goals ratio is great. But yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna. He's young, like that's gonna come with like experience. Yeah. Sancho's probably would have had a few crosses or shots, and you're like, why did you not pick the other pass? Do you know what I mean? Like because Greenwood's shot doesn't mean that Sancho would have done any better I think it's just development isn't it you shouldn't be relying on Greenwood to sort of get you out of that situation anyway But um... I think it slightly shows his not immaturity by any means but his his youthfulness and he's still got a lot to learn in the sense that um, as does Sancho um, but where there was the um, situation where he could have um, squared the ball into Bruno Bruno could have slotted it and I can't was, believe he Exactly, believe that sort of thing, that sort of awareness, that's all going to come with time. He is still very young. He obviously, he did get off to a really good start in the first sort of three or four games or whatever, but you can see that he isn't obviously a complete player. He's he's nowhere near a sort of complete player yet, but he's well on his way. Um, so it's 
it's just yeah over time he will as he matures and gets older he will realize that it's not all about scoring you need to play the team game as well and that's the sort of situ situation where you do need to square the ball um, and he might have been thinking oh there's going to be plenty of other chances we're still going to win um, at the end of the day but unfortunately it wasn't wasn't the case is it a bit annoying that Ronaldo's there because obviously you want Greenwood to play a striker right that's what you want but he's been forced out onto the right wing because Ronaldo starts at striker. Is that not a bit redundant in the in you know the making? Obviously, people will say, "Well, he's learning from Ronaldo and all this," but he's not actually playing the role of a striker. He's playing the role of a winger. It sort of seems like a Rashford 2.0 thing. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously he started as a striker. Um, and then yeah. what was the point? And then what was the point in Sancho? If that's yeah, I mean, I mean, Rashford was uh, yeah playing striker, but I think Rashford's good on the good on the left. I think I think. If you've got Ronaldo, you're going to play him, aren't you? And if you can yeah. get Ronaldo, you're going to get him. I still think Greenwood's best position, and he will play the number nine. Um, I would like to see him there, like maybe against West Ham during the week. I would have liked to have seen him straight through the. Oh, did that happen? <laughs> I remember. But I would like to see you know Greenwood play that number nine position with um, Ronaldo, maybe. Know, benched and coming on just some games like I understand the, the clamour to play Ronaldo and Greenwood they both can play like undoubtedly they can they're both great footballers and also Ronaldo played on the wing where he's played basically his entire career up till recently mm. yeah or play uh, or do two up front I don't know why you can, can do the two up front because yeah, exactly. Ronaldo's got the jumping ability and the strength to hold the ball up or not the ball on for Greenwood because he's quick enough so I'd like to see. I would like to see that, but I don't. Th I don't think it hurts him too much. Like, it's just annoying because I. I just don't. I don't know, man. I've. I've I just really feel like Greenwood's going to be like Mbappe, Harden level. Like I really think he's going to get there, but like I just like I just don't see how it's going to happen if he's just forced down to the fucking right wing every game because a thirty-seven-year-old is playing up front. I know it's Ronaldo and everything like that, but. I don't know, and I don't know. It always, I don't know. I feel like bringing Ollie back into it because I just don't feel Ollie's the kind of guy that can deal with that kind of situation. If this was, if Green yeah, was if, to kick off, say hypothetically, if Green was to kick off, and then it was like, right, I don't know, this won't happen. But hypothetically, just play along with it. But Green was like, right, I'm either I'm starting striker or I'm out. I don't think Ollie's the kind of guy that could deal with that situation of Ronaldo on one side, Greenwood on the other. The the future of your club versus the past and you know yeah, short term versus a good, long term a good time a good time for a couple of years like, yeah but I mean you, you know Cavani played up front last season was banging him in but also they were passing to you know Greenwood was passing to him he was passing to Greenwood and Cavani apparently like loves Greenwood so I think what is there could there be a clamour to stop Cavani over Ronaldo I think there might actually potentially is because I don't think I think there needs to be that interchangeability I'm, I'm all for like if you want to start one for 45 minutes right and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to change it this half and then put like one up top or play one as a 10 or put one out on the wing, but have them both on the field in the second 45. Do it, mix it up. The interchangeability is there. That's why I think when, when originally, or in my head, I envision a Rashford, Greenwood, Sancho, and I'm sure Ollie does, front three, then that's going to be interchangeable. I reckon each of them will all have a go up front. And if you, I'm not saying we will, and I don't think we will, but let's say... Harlan comes in, in I think there's every chance that you're going to have Greenwood play on the right because 
or the left because he can play off either foot. And I don't think that's a detriment to him. I just think if you look at where Mbappe plays, play anywhere in a front three, I think that's that's the way that's the well, way football's exactly. going, whether you like it or not. And I don't like. I don't no, like no, it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Why? You know? Why don't? But I just don't understand why Greenwood's not getting the investment. Really, that someone like a Haaland or Mbappe or the way that he's lauded over Greenwood, but he's not really getting that backing, is he? Because he's not being backed as Man United's number nine, the position he wants to play, what he wants to do. He started three games and scored three goals, and then he was benched, and then he started out on the right. I don't think, I don't, I don't, know. I don't necessarily think there's a, like a problem. Um, with him not playing every game, I, li- I do not expect him to. No, no that's um, all I'm saying. Just not playing striker because now Ronaldo's in, and you're saying Ronaldo and Cavani are going to be the ones that are like, oh, who's going to start striker? So that just leaves Greenwood out of the conversation completely. So it's yeah, he like... started on the right hand side and was getting goals from the right hand side last year, and he he did really well. And I don't think as don't think I wouldn't have him up front right now because he's I don't think he's built like yet. He's still like growing think he can fill out a bit more if you look at like as well like his progress he has his physique has changed a lot I think if you want to be that number nine especially for like Man United when you're going to come up against like you know you're going to come up against like Ben Mee right who is just going to fucking wipe you out he don't give a shit if you're a kid if you're like Ronaldo he don't give a shit but I guarantee Ronaldo will hold up better than like against a Ben Mee because he's got the strength and stuff like that do that whereas Greenwood I think can come in on the right and then put Ben Mee on his ass because he's tricked him out but that was just an example for Ben Mee by the way but yeah you know what I mean like he needs that strength still and I think he's just developing I think it's absolutely fine to have him out on the right Martial started out on the left and then Deddy's was a striker and everyone knows he ain't a striker but he really wants to be a striker but he ain't a striker yeah yeah do you know what I mean I think that will come he's only like 20 21 isn't he so as yeah, much as uh, but... I love talking about United, I, we have been talking about United for the last like twenty odd minutes, and okay, yeah, let's we on, need let's to move on. on I think um, I it was a good, good conversation. Sorry, it was sorry, good yeah, to, yeah. Get, get into, I could talk about that all day because I'm quite, I'm quite interested by the whole dynamic of that front. Yeah. We've been going for like United. forty-three minutes, and the last twenty minutes yeah. has been United. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. It's There's nine a, more yeah. games to go through, guys. Come on. Chelsea <laughs> lost to City. 1-0, Gabriel Jesus scored it. Chelsea never really looked like scoring apart from when they did, but it was offside, uh, massively offside. Um, yeah, I uh, Chelsea were quite disappointing, weren't they? They really got put to the... They really got dominated by City, like, if we're going to be completely honest. They never Definitely. really looked like they were going to lose it. Grealish was unlucky not to score as well. Yeah, yeah. Grealish was bending some round the post, um, just didn't quite, didn't quite get there. Mendy's a fantastic keeper. Um, yeah, he didn't know too much about the... Uh, he didn't know too yeah, much. Yeah, it was about unlucky the goal. the goal that they conceded. It was unlucky. That had nil nil written all over it. Yeah. It was but a scrappy they, goal. Very scrappy. City got the, yeah, exactly. City got the rub of the dice there. We do just but, have a quick message in the chat uh, from Kinetis uh, saying Ben Mee, oh. the creme of the of the Premier League. <laughs> um, King, King of the Brexit FC. <laughs> Cheers to that one, Mike. Love I think uh, Lukaku was unlucky with his uh, with his offside. Well, for the for the disallowed goal anyway. Um, Havertz was like fucking miles offside, but yeah, yeah, he was just standing offside for fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I think um, Cancelo's really stepped it up this uh, this um, season, and especially in this game as well, he looked quite good. Um, wing back in the league, man. Yeah. I don't. 
Rodri also had a really good chance quite early on, I think, um, but it was deflected off for Rudiger. Um, I think that was it. Thiago Silva, like oh, yeah, the ball the... Off the line or whatever it was. Yeah, got it was the just off the line. line yeah, from um, Jesus. But yeah, no, uh, it's been a crazy game. I, I think they'll there'll be those two that are going for the title. Liverpool sneaky, but I just think that they'll lose the big games when it comes time to play them. You know, they struggled against ten man Chelsea, um, and yeah, I just can't see. I don't know. I can't see them doing what they that kind of thing again. But no, you know, it was a bit of a, an anomaly for Chelsea, I think, because it's the first game under Tuchel that they've had no shots on target in the whole game. Um, it's the first time since Opta Stat started in 2005 or something that they've recorded a game with no shot. What? No, uh, no on target shots. Yeah. Bloody hell. Jeez, that's not good. Something like that. I saw it earlier. Something like that. Yeah. But, City um, looked uh, quite impressive though. Um, they couldn't convert some of the chances that they had but they looked a bit more like the old city from a couple of years ago when they were just ruthless they'd be they'd be 5-0 up and they'd be going for 10 like that sort of yeah. situation they they looked more like that sort of uh, old city but um obviously yeah Chelsea did enough to only let it be 1-0 but they, think... they lost the game when they started Werner 100% like they should have had a Ziek or Havertz or you know even like a Loftus cheek in there over Werner playing off Lukaku I think that would have been way better but yeah, um, yeah I don't know they uh, sort of brought back down to earth I mean I'm not not too bad because it is the champions of England um, and it was a scrappy affair you know you obviously say the the Man City goal was pretty lucky but yeah I don't think Chelsea fans will be too annoyed I think they'll be annoyed at the fact that you know you lose to City that's basically that's a huge game that yeah. could decide the title obviously. But it's not exactly warning signs for Chelsea, is it? Really? No, no, no not at all. From it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I think um, Greedish had a really good chance that Mendy just got some the slightest of touches to. The, yeah, just why that was really good. Um, I think Greedish is due a bit of a goal fest soon. He's been pretty good so yeah. far for City. Oh, they got Liverpool next. Holy yeah. shit! Oh, I'm working. They got Liverpool, and then they got Burnley. I could expect them to put a couple of goals past Burnley, but um, but yeah, no, they're doing obviously that's what it is. You know, Liverpool now top of the league, obviously with City and Chelsea, um, just in there. But you know, like it's yeah, I mean it's not going to matter. I mean the, their goals against Man City is one, and Chelsea's is two. So I don't think you know they're going to be it's going to be too bad for them. But um, but yeah, a much more interesting game this weekend was the North London derby, Oli. Bro, just take us through it. I might as well just let you go off, man. Just say say your piece, bro. Oh, mate, we controlled that game. Apart from the, well, maybe about 60-odd minutes in, they started to look, look a, um, a lot better and sort of picked up a bit of pace. And I sent a message to the group chat saying there's no chance we're keeping a clean sheet. Like, 100%. There was all, we were always going to concede three, at least one. Three, enough. Sorry? Like, they could have had three. Oh, yeah. They could have got three goals back, which Definitely. is the crazy thing. And Payne didn't take two chances. Son did take his one. No. But, yeah. Yeah, crazy. I think um, there wasn't that much to really criticise Arsenal about, I sort of personally felt anyway. Um, it was slightly shaky in defence at a couple of times. Um, but And Ramsdale had a little one of those moments again where he tries to sort of dummy the ball to try and like fake it um, fake one of the attackers or whatever and every time he does it my heart just goes in my mouth but um i think he does deserve um an apology from from some people um ramsdale he's been pretty good since he's come in for us 
Um, I did make a couple of really good saves the other day, to be fair. Yeah, he yeah, did. He did. Um, one he tipped off the tipped over the bar from um, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, he tipped over the bar. Yeah. Kane, actually, yeah, Arsenal, like, maybe. Really, they really deserve the win, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but equally, Spurs were absolutely dreadful. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. No yeah. midfield. Presence. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, Spurs were all over the place. <laughs> Mate, they've lost three um, London derbies, one being the North London derby, in three games. They lost 3-0 <laughs> to us, they lost 3-0 to Chelsea, now they've lost 3-1 to Arsenal. Love that. But they are worse. They are, bro, we're, we're a bigger London team than Spurs now. I don't want to... Well, not, be, be, not bigger, but better. Fuck it. We're yeah. better than... I'm so happy we didn't get Nuno. Holy shit. Imagine how bad oh, we'd be God, if we had man. Nuno. Oh, That's my hell. God. That we'd have... Ridiculous. Mate, yeah. Oh, man. We'd have like Pepe in the back line, in the back four, just some naming Portuguese players that come to me that are old and rubbish. It would have just been Royal 2.0. But, mate, honestly, like, Nuno is a shit manager. I'm sorry. We've got to say it, man. I think Tottenham not just, his level, man. didn't really look. Not his level. They didn't look like they knew what they were doing. They didn't have any sort of game plan. It didn't look like it. Nuno said after yeah, the game so that there was, a, there was a game plan, but it's abundantly clear there wasn't because half the Tottenham players didn't know where they like who to mark, what they were doing. Like There didn't really seem to be any sort of structure to it at all. Um, Hoiberg went and wanted a hodgepodge, wanted a foul from um, Xhaka just before the goal, um, but there really wasn't anything in it at all. Bit of contact, but nothing that's going to cause a foul, to be honest. Um, Saka and Smith... No, yeah, definitely. Like, Tanganga is not a Premier League level right back, centre back. No, he just no. isn't. Well, he came like, up at half time, I think. Well, they made yeah, two, two well, subs at half time. Against us. He got a fold made out of him against Chelsea. I can't, actually, I might, that might be bullshit. He might not have played. Who knows? But if he did play, he got a fold made out of him against Chelsea, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday, he was absolutely, uh, and then he was absolutely awful against Arsenal, man. It's just ain't is that they just have players that it's just ain't his level. They're trying to play Ndombele, who's been like, who is well, he's probably like on their day. Top two, top three Spurs players that they have on that yeah, squad. Yeah, but he doesn't like, want to be there. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to be there. He, 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 no managers fancied him, and now Nuno's just putting him in the team. Yeah. I think Nuno's like not making the team how he wants to make it. He's just doing it off peer pressure. Yeah, I think the, he, uh, the front sort of four that we had, um, the sort of square or diamond sort of shape that we had going forward uh, with. Aubameyang, um, Ismail Smith-Rowe, Saka and Odegaard was really impressive. We, the link-up play was just really good. We were just getting every yeah, ball. Yeah, all four of them like quality. Yeah, exactly. Everyone just knew. It's like they had sort of six cents. They, they all knew where each other was going. They like they knew which ones to make. Um, helped by the fact that um, Tottenham couldn't defend for shit and Harry Kane gave a mistake to... Pick up your players. It was mad. They just let them four just run in the space if it was open. It was crazy. Exactly. Harry Kane foot fell over the ball and then we counter attack. He then comes back in and tackles Saka, but and then just moves the ball basically. He doesn't actually proper tackle him and get the ball out, and then Saka just slots it in. Um, like all three of your goals, as good as they were, like you guys linking up and it was fluid. It's much better than we've seen of Arsenal so far. Mm. All three of them were preventable. Oh yeah, if definitely. You mark or threw your body in the way. If you actually gave a shit, um, they're all preventable. Yeah. Uh, but da- yeah, Daniel just, Ek was uh, at the game, the uh, Spotify sure. uh, owner with sure. uh, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry wearing his old retro Arsenal shirt. Love that. Um, oh yeah, that show was. That show was from before even he played for him. Yeah, his yeah. Re- re- proper retro <laughs> one. 
Um, but I do want to say shout out to man like Tommy Asu, who is just the, wicked player, man. biggest upgrade he's from wicked, uh, from yeah, Bellerin. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think like him a lot. what I quite like about the Arsenal sort of lineup at the moment, he's or so the last, awesome. yeah, exactly, good. Um, <laughs> he's so not Arsenal. He's not flary. He doesn't like uh, you know making generalizations. He's not like. Oh, I'm a, he's just a fucking down-to-earth, humble lad that just yeah. wants to play all in it. Like, I just love it. 22-year-old uh, Japanese yeah. guy, love it. Um, but I think I quite like what we're doing with our back line at the moment, where we're kind of we're starting a back four, but it's almost like we're playing a back five, where we can kind of whether it be Tierney that sort of pushes up the wing that we've then got sort of Tommy Asu, Ben White, and um, Gabriel Color covering as a back three, but and then if. Tommy Asu wants to push up, then it kind of brings Tierney back, and then we can cover that side from a, a back three. So we're, we're playing a back four, but it's almost like we're acting as, as, as if it's like a back five, um, just without it's either one wing or the other. Um, I think this is why it's quite good that we've got well, Tierney and Tommy Asu that can are. Oh, that, that can play that centre um, back role as well yeah. as um, pushing up and um, you might need him well. if Ben White keeps playing the way he's playing. He's not been. Well, he, he, he's he, not a pro. He got no. lucky not to give away a penalty or yeah. even free kick penalty or whatever. It he's was. not been he's awful, been but yeah, he's, he's been, been making a couple of mistakes that have nearly been costly, but not, that not guy, just pal. yet. You're not that guy, pal. Not um, that guy. But yeah, um, Ramsdale made a really good late save from um, Lucas Moura as well. Just tipped it onto the bar. That was a nice little, uh, nice little save from him. Um, oh, yeah, what well, as well. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a good effort. Coming. No, it was a good effort, to be fair. Oh, Ch Big Donny Char has redeemed a hydrate. So if you've got a drink, boys, take a, a small sip. Um, but the last thing I really wanted to say is Spurs lacked any, anything going forward, really, until um, about 80-plus minutes, and they're shit. So. They are shit. Not that our listeners care about us. Thank you. Like, yeah. uh, moving on to a team that's... Well, one's pretty shit. One is turned out to be not so shit. And that's Brentford versus Liverpool. Um, Brentford have turned out to be not so shit this year. Um, I'll be honest, I'm, that nil-nil draw with Brentford, second day, second week of the season, is looking like a better result every week going on. I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. Yeah. They're looking um, like a bogey team at the moment for the big teams. Yeah, they are, man. They they just got, they just they've just got that grit, man. They they are willing to fight for results, whereas some teams yeah. just just aren't like they're they're willing to go that extra mile you know put a leg in where you know they could get it broken you know that kind of thing put the, you know they're willing to put themselves on the line to get wins i, I love it man. i think this is where it comes from their recent experience in the championship where it is a bit more like that compared to the prem it is very much um how hard those... they had to fight together well, yeah exactly yeah their mentality of how they do business and everything's fantastic as well they sell on players like you know ben rama ollie watkins and they come back and they're Bringing just in Ivan good, Tony. you know. <laughs> yeah, they're just as good. Their business is shrewd, and I, I like it, man. They, they know what they want. They know how they want to build the squad and everything, and it seems to be working. Uh, obviously, it could all be I fully expect them to stay up this year, but it could all be undone next year, as we see with so many teams Ooh. that they once they get fit out. Which look, looks Leeds. like we're seeing it with Leeds this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did any of you guys watch this match? Yeah, well, I watched the second half of you. Well, oh yeah, bits of it. Yeah, nice. Boz, did you catch it, man? You would have loved it, boy. Um, I kind of, after the Man United result, 
I kind of uh, just kept tabs on live commentary and didn't watch any football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's fair enough, man. That's why I'm quite happy that the Palace game is on Monday, although it's now made my mood for the entire week shit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched the second half of you, but I, re I obviously watched uh, the highlights and everything, and Azure um, looked quite good at the beginning. He made a, quite a good um, save off the, uh, off the line from, uh, from Salah. More yeah, um, and then uh, Matip shortly uh, after did the exact same thing uh, from a shot from Mbwemo. Uh It was very much end to end in that first sort of uh, five minutes. Really it was high, a... high octane stuff, lads. Exactly. Mission Impossible esque. I think but, the, uh, um, the first goal for Pinnock was really well worked. Oh, it was, it was lovely. Kind of sexy. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit sexy. It was, but uh, one question. Obviously, we could talk about. You know, it wasn't great from Liverpool. Saying they got goals, they got so a couple of good goals. The most Salah goal was great. It was a well, well, lovely bit of play. But I just wanted to pose a question to you: Why is Trent Alexander-Arnold so bad at defending? Like for the second goal, he um, where was it for the. Uh, yeah, for, for, for the second goal, he got absolutely bullied off the ball. And then he embarrassed himself with the third, jumping up and then just falling on the floor. Uh, like, not really doing anything, letting, um, what was it, Wissar get through and, and score. Like, Klopp was obviously saying that, you know, he's like the best lot right back in the league. But I don't. I fail to see how he's the best right back at Liverpool right now. Yeah. I don't know who else they've got, but at defending, he's absolutely horrific. I think they should probably make the decision to <laughs> to make him a right winger to bring in an actual defender that could, like an actual right back that can do the defending well um he's he showed he, he's good at whipping balls in and he is good going forward but if you can't make up for it with the defensive side of things as well just bring someone else in that can do the defensive side of things and try and move him into more of a more of a midfield sort of position or something uh, obviously, I know it didn't go too well for for England uh, when he uh, when he did that. But I think if it's a more consistent thing uh, at club level when he's actually training to be in that position, as opposed to a random one-off game against Andorra, um, it's yeah, he, he needs to be. I think not. Well, yeah, or maybe or do you think that maybe Liverpool are training so intensely on their attacking um, for? people like Alexander-Arnold, Robertson or whoever, uh, that they're not getting enough defensive training. Mm. Yeah. Um, except, well, I mean, Robertson doesn't seem to struggle in that regard, but... No, uh, but he came from hole where he had to do a lot of defending. So True. he would have had that in him anyway. Trent's yeah. always had this thing of being the luxury right back that worked when you had such a rigid and well-worked team for 2019. It took people less... It was a one again. That Liverpool team took people by surprise. You know, didn't have to deal with it. That clock pressing nature of play with the long balls from the wing backs and everything. People didn't have to deal with it. People have sort of figured it out and they've figured out like if you attack that right hand side for Liverpool, you can score and you can get goals because Trent just ain't up to it. He can't throw his body about it. You can't see him. Like, can you really see Trent Alexander Arnold having a winger in his pocket at any time? No. You can't. It just doesn't, just doesn't happen, does it? No. It's not um, I'm quite interested in what. Uh... what Sorry, I'm quite interested in what Bars means about it. Obviously, as a United fan, having this, you know, you know, the Liverpool thing. But I, I'm quite. Do you particularly rate Trent? Obviously, in general, yes. But you know, no, not really. Um, well, um, you know, you. I mean, thinking back to, to be honest, okay, yeah, you can do a defensive cross and whip a ball in, but so can a winger. So I don't know. I don't really get that, that argument. But. Um, we said when we done the Euros podcast and we were doing our squads before that was announced, none of yeah. us had 
him in the squad for literally that reason. And it was only Mark, and I understand why Mark wanted him in, and Mark watched Fired. him more than any of us on this podcast. But, yeah. Um, but also, at the same time, we were, I suppose, not being fans, we all know that he was susceptible to a mistake or giving the goal away on that right-hand side. And, I mean, he done it against Real Madrid in the Champions League, didn't he, last year? Literally heading the ball back. He'd done it. I mean, he'd done it, he'd done it way back when, when uh, Man United played Liverpool and Mourinho, and I think we won 2-1, but Rashford done him down there. Um, and I think he'd only just started coming through, I think, then. Um, and then he, you know, and then the season after, he, he was like unbelievable, whipping the balls in um, and assisting. But I don't know. I know it's like a lot to say, oh, you want to get a guy that could do both. But I mean, he puts up amazing numbers. But if he like just put in like half the numbers that he did, but then was also very good defensively, he would still be fantastic right back. Yeah. It's just he's very good at one and not so much the other. But when he's not very good at the other, it leaves him totally exposed and susceptible on the on the counter. And and uh, yeah, Liverpool have got enough goals in them and the rest of the squad. Exactly. They don't need the him to do it pushing all the time. Yeah. Um, do you guys uh, yeah. see the Liverpool fan on the uh, Brentford fan YouTube channel? Uh, no. It was a couple of clips popping around on um, on uh, Instagram afterwards. Um, he was interviewed and he said uh, the crowd was too noisy, so the Liverpool players couldn't concentrate, and the floodlights were too bright, so they couldn't see the ball. I love football fans. I love the excuses yeah. and the reaches we will go to for our teams and players, even though in ourselves we don't believe them. Yeah. Ask any Liverpool fan what the atmosphere is like at Anfield. Like, oh, so great! You know, it's really loud all the time. It's Sweet so Caroline. loud. The loudest fans. <laughs> yeah. Never walk yeah. alone. Yeah. Oh, they were too loud. They were too loud. They yeah. Were too loud. <laughs> couldn't hear. Couldn't hear Cloppy's in uh, instructions. Um. But yeah, no, we'll, we'll leave it there. Like Liverpool, just you know, they they they've got they need to pick it up because next week, obviously, they got Man City, and if they're going to play anything like they did against Brentford, and City plays anything like they did against Chelsea, Liverpool are going to find it bloody hard to break them down or get their hands on the ball, basically. That's why Mark uh, is here. He's uh, doesn't yeah. doesn't want to be here this week because he knows what's going to happen. He'll be here on Thursday to preview it. Yeah, probably. We'll see, but Leicester two, Burnley two, boys. Obviously, Vardy getting a hat trick. Um, not the you know typical yeah. hat trick, <laughs> not the traditional hat trick. Yeah, you know, two goals and an own goal, but you know, goals a goal. Um, but yeah, but obviously, uh, yeah, Brexit FC is a only foreign player basically at the moment. Maxwell Cornet got got the goal. It was an absolutely fantastic finish from him. What a volley! Yeah. Um, but yeah, Burnley are like a they're they're a little nippy team, aren't they? They uh, they play very physically. Obviously, we know there's under Sean Dyche, but it seems to be catching teams off off. Unless I just haven't been paying attention because of the podcast and stuff, I've been paying way more attention to Burnley. But they seem better footballing-wise than I thought they were. I don't know what you yeah, guys think people, about that. People don't give them enough credit. I mean, they're they're not like a not pretty by any means. Deep, yeah, they're not a deep squad in terms of like amazing talent that's going to wow you. But as a as a squad, they it's not just all boring football. You've got a solid back two with Ben, ben Mee and Tarkowski. You've got an underrated defense, like defensive partnership, them two. Um, then you've got, you know, you've got Dwight McNeil and Cornet who can be these really exciting young players to come through. And then you've got an absolute 
beast up top in Chris Wood who can just throw his weight around and cause problems for like Van Dyke and people like that. Do you know what I mean? So I was a little bit they got, they got Chris fight, Wood. Man. They got Astro. It's good to watch. They have. They have. They got that Sean Dyche kick you in the teeth like you would to Jurgen Klopp. Rain or shine, he'll be wearing his uh, just his, his white shirt that he always wears in his tie. Yeah. Ne never He's a jacket. I'd like to go to the pub with the most. I think out of the Premier League. That's oh, something that yeah. we need to discuss on another pre like ranking. Who would you want to go to the pub with? Most. Yeah, yeah, um, he's, he's made some uh, quite good comments, I think, about going to yeah. the pub during press conferences and stuff like that. I think during lockdown last year, he was uh, he was saying, "Oh, like, he'd been asked about some transfers." He was like, "If you can get me to the pub, I'll give you however much you want, or whatever." He, he loves a good uh, session in the pub. I think. He seems Sean like the kind of guy that if you asked him to get you a pack of port scratchings, he'd have no problem with it. Oh yeah. Just, he'd be like, "Oh well, you know, yeah. a bit." Yeah. But no, yeah, you want two packets? You know. <laughs> That's it, but um, no. As well. Yeah, before you know, we probably should talk about a bit of football rather than just Sean Dyche in the pub. Nah, I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a weird game. Um, like the Vardy's obviously... kind of proving some of the media wrong um, after his. Uh... By media, you mean us last week? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> us <laughs> yeah. Uh, as well as media. There's been a, there has been criticism uh, yeah, of him we, over we the last. Attacked. Body yeah. shit, we we also us, yeah. But um, no, I think he, he is sort of proving people wrong. Um, he did score the own goal, but he he made up for it massively afterwards. Um, he looks like he's hopefully going to continue that. Um, what he did score in the game before as well, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. He may have lost um, a bit of pace or something else, but his finishing is still unreal. Oh, there was oh, some, yeah. there was some vintage Jamie Vardy finishing. It was, yeah, it, it was, was probably classic along the, along the ground. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. He, he is such a pure finisher, man. It, it's unreal. I was a bit gutted for uh, Chris Wood at the end. Yeah, coming he's golden. In the, coming yeah, in for that, but yeah. offside. Um, he was so gassed as well. They were going nuts and then lip over at the, uh, the linesman. Ironically, I think 2-2 was a perfect like score for this game. I feel like both teams deserve something out of this game, a point apiece. And they they both were playing well enough to score goals. I think it's perfect. There's nothing I would say about this game. I mean, obviously Leicester fans would be disappointed. Yeah. They shouldn't be drawing with Burnley at home. That just shouldn't be happening. But Vardy did miss it, a sitter yeah. though. I do have he to did. say, Tillemans uh, whipped that ball they in. Shouldn't be he... going there, Leicester fans. No, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's is, it is ridiculous. But who they got next? Oh, they got us next. Oh, mate, I'm not gonna lie. I fancy us in that game. Not gonna lie. But um. But yeah, no, um, oh, God, I don't Mooch, do it, Alf. Do it. Oh, <laughs> Palace 1, Brighton 1. That was a nice little uh, segue as well. It could not be I done. I don't know if you guys, you guys probably fitness, you know what I'm like, I'll go off and, and shout and rave and stuff like that. But like, I, I, I'm so angry, I'm calm. You know, it's one of them ones where Speechless. it's like dangerous angry, like. Is fucking is horrible. Like psychopath angry. Yeah, like like <laughs> look at my face. Bro. Look at me talking about it. I look like a fucking psychopath. But um, I just don't want Andre Ayew to ever play for my football club Andre? ever again. Um, not Jordan. Andre Jordan. See, look, I he's he's so far out of my head now. But his name, but Jordan Ayew. Sorry, I'd rather have Andre Ayew right now. Um, but Jordan, man, Andre he is I name me a worse decision maker in professional football, please. Uh, Patrick Vieira for starting Andre Ayew. Right, exactly. <laughs> fucking Vieira alone. I do right, think exactly. he's reason that right, Ayew, I do think like Ayew's why he's not why he's starting is because Elise is still not 100% fit. Yeah. Um, but I think he will be in the next coming weeks and hopefully fucking get started. Um, 
But yeah, oh, man, it was a tough game because we were so good. Yeah, you didn't let um, Brighton breathe a lot of the time. You were closing them down oh, quite quickly. Was unreal. He was quick, man. Proper oh, quick. Oh, my God. We were actually a good team. We just got so unlucky. We just, just, I don't know, man. Just a Mope had one chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that was God. a good bit of shithousery as well from Mope uh, mocking uh, Zaha when he equalised. Yeah. You see what stand he did it to? It yeah, the Homesdale. <laughs> No, he did it. He did it to the fucking half away the the family stand. Oh, was it? Oh, he did it to the family bastard. stand. Loads of kids do it like that. And then when they went through, back through the homestyle to get back in, I don't know if you've seen the videos and stuff, but there's like Palace fans throwing yeah, stuff, yeah. like yelling. Um, Graham Potter after the game was said that there was a, there wasn't much security, and his words were, "Yeah, it's a, it's a bit intimidating." Um, and you know, they, he was asked if all the players were fine. He was like, "Yeah, no, everyone's safe. Everyone's okay." It's like, off, get out of here, man. Jesus to be fair, right, you score that equaliser later on, you, you're going to do that to the first Palace. Oh, mate, 100%. Bro, we did it to them last year, but we actually yeah, yeah. won the game. We smashed them. I, I get it, man. But, like, it, it's just... It, it felt like a win for Brighton, I think. Because yeah, they just were nowhere for, for so long. But, um, um, I think Edward's um, movement was quite good. But yeah, he just I didn't get enough of the ball, man. That's what I mean. His movement was good, but I just don't think he... Really met some of the fans' expectations, but a lot of people were saying like, "You need to start Edward. You need to start Edward." And he started, and like you say, his, his movement was good, but he just wasn't really yeah, didn't really like, have but, the opportunities. We should still be harping on start Edward, start Edward, because Benteke came on and offered us nothing. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I'm not saying that you shouldn't right. start him. I'm just saying he maybe didn't um, meet a lot of fans' expectations. I think they, they were probably hoping for. Yeah. More well, than he provided. I know. Oh, I'm not saying it is. Not saying um, it is at all. He just wasn't he getting play on a plate. Yeah, and, and he didn't get the service that he wanted. I should have squared it. Um, but the fucking Cucurella's uh, tackle on Gallagher, which led to the Cucurella. Uh, Who has been gassing up this Cucurella Don from the La Liga? Whatever. Not only not. anyone on this, <laughs> but just people in general have been gassing up Cucurella. He is not a good football player, man. He got. He was rubbish. Yeah, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. And then Brighton, uh, like me and Ollie were saying it, like we've been saying it the past few weeks, they've had a good, they've had an easy start. You know, they've been lucky and against the lesser result. They're not as good as everyone makes them out to be. And we showed that. Like we had a I mean, lapse. more pie like beat his goal tally as well like, already. Cause he oh, from last season. That was all. Yeah, because that was always the um, problem with Brighton. It's like. They never, they could never score the goals, but he was the only like option they had, and yeah, he started the season pretty well, hasn't he? But um, yeah, I don't know. That still, Brighton have had an easy running. I know we've been talking about it pretty much since they've kept knocking out the wins. We're um, the only people have been talking about it. Everyone else has been gassing Brighton up. Yeah, no one's taken into account their start has been fucking easy. It's because they had a reputation last year of having like some mad. Um, XG, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. So from thought, oh, the football they play, the football they play is is good on the eye. You got to win games, yeah, man. Exactly. And, okay, they're beating teams that you know, they're beating teams that they should have always beaten. It's just because they haven't in the past and they've been yeah. shit that suddenly it's great. Yeah, uh, Andre. Uh, I don't even know. I'm calling Andre. Are you now? <laughs> Jordan, are you? He's had uh, one goal in the last 46 games. That's, that's not. So, that's everyone can kind he works hard and it's like yeah bro okay you fine can work as hard as you'd like but when you're not you got to do other stuff now there are things that he's good at he is good at like you know keeping the ball up like taking that he's someone that if you are 
you know, I, I, I know if you're a couple goals up or whatever and you've got like 15 minutes, bring him on because he will do defensive duties. He's basically a right back, not a right winger. Like he can draw fouls. He can be really annoying to play against and you can bring him up, but he should not, you know, like, he, he shouldn't be anywhere near a fucking goal. He should no. be no way near a goal because he cannot do anything with the ball when he's close to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I've seen loads of people on Twitter. I think this has been like a, almost like, even though it should have been the Spurs game, but maybe what, but this is a, I've seen loads of people talk about Vieira and how he's changed Palace and all this kind of thing. And it's looking good. And we're getting respect. You know, you've got fucking Gary Lineker tweeting about it, how good of a job Vieira's done with Palace and all this kind of thing, the turnaround. And I get it in the time that it's happened. It's, it's pretty impressive that it's already sort of happening. You know, we were talking about before the season starts, maybe waiting till the back, you know, maybe, you know, scraping results. And then by the, you know, January, February time, you might see the, his plan come into action. But you know we're seeing it five, six weeks into the four weeks into the season if you count the Spurs game um, or wherever it was. But you know I um, yeah I, I it sucks. I'm gutted that we didn't get the win, but I can't exactly be mad. We we're a fucking good team. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. We're a good team, man. We play good football. We we we've got no. Definitely I'm improved. not worried about us going down. I'm not worried about us going down. There are three fucking worse teams than us so far this year. Um, it's more than three. But we, but... I'm like, it's just I I feel like that mistake now won't happen again. You know that lacks in concentration, in concentration, all that kind of thing. You know, guy to be in a no man. I just think that that's one thing that happens, and then it doesn't happen again. You know, you drill it into. It's something that they're going to fucking remember as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, that so, was the last thing I wanted to say about just guys have sort of caught, caught slipping out of position. Really, yeah. I think he did was... have an injury just before. That. I mean, you know, he's clutching it. You know, he had the yeah. shoulder injury. He claimed he had an injury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he was. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't know how, you know, we don't know how true that is. But um, lovely to see all the Palace fans screaming at Lewis Dunk. She said no, Lewis. She said no. All that good stuff. Um, allegedly. 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 allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I'm still good to be good again. Fucking Sellers Park was rocking for the whole 90 minutes, man. Yeah. There was charts going everywhere. It was a wicked. I know a couple um, of people that were there. Ben, um, ben was there. Valley. he was there yeah. last night. Nice. A couple other but, no, I think I think we'll be we'll, we're fine. We're fine. I'm not worried about us, man. We're fine. No, no. There's, there's, there's a lot of worse players, but uh, worse teams than you guys this season. Every team's gonna have a game that they probably should have won. Um, albeit you probably should have won the the Brentford game as well. But like we're seeing at the moment, Brentford are, are being a bit of a bogey team at the moment. They're getting unexpected results and that sort of thing. But it's nothing to worry about. Anyone that any Palace fan that's worried about Vieira and if he's going to be good enough is an idiot, basically. Yeah, Mate, we're doing over Leicester enough. next week. Fucking watch. We're going to do over Leicester next week. Yeah. Away, at, away at Leicester. Oh, no, home to Leicester. I can feel it, man. I can feel it. Right, we'll uh, we'll leave off there because uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel uh, yeah, I, do. I just don't want to get the anger bubbling up again. <laughs> uh, you know, I've done well to suppress it and push it down and just you know, a tight ball in my stomach. Uh, all that anger, but you know, I don't want that coming back up. But um, Palace, let's talk to Palace have conceded the most goals from corners this year as well. Along yeah, we've been awful. We've just been awful from set pieces generally, yeah. man. We've been we've been awful. I, but, I say uh, that stat as in like you've you've got done, done loads, but you and Watford have had three, and like most other teams have on like one or two. <laughs> so it's not like loads. We've but... also had the highest increase in possession from last season. We've had a ten percent increase in possession. Yeah, uh, because you didn't, you didn't play uh, that possession football. Uh, no, no, no. like you are yeah. now. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, and I'm happy that Vieira's starting to get a bit, bit of respect as well from, from people outside of Palace and, and not pundits, basically, you know, that do it. People anyway. outside of Palace and Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to see. Um, and it's weird to see, it's weird to see so many Arsenal fans just wanting Palace to do well. Yeah. And like how, yeah, it's just weird. Like, it's in Palace, like, Arsenal fans tweeting about Sellers Park and how awesome it was, and I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? Uh, but I guess it is Vieira, basically. Um, but yeah, the last game I want to go in de- in, in detail on because the other three were pretty boring. Uh, Leeds losing to West Ham, man. Leeds are. Well, what are Leeds, guys? I- I'm having real trouble figuring them out. Like, what would you guys struggling? Take on? Yeah, they're 18th. No wins, three draws, three losses. They've scored six and conceded 14. Uh, we've got Kinetis in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, found out, mate. Uh, we've got um, <laughs> Kinetis in the chat saying, Owens. West Ham are wicked, man. I'm very, I'm having a lot of fun watching West Ham at the moment. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, big up. But, yeah, guys, uh, Bards, you were saying you think they've been figured out. Yeah, I don't know. Leeds have... Uh... You know what? I'll start with West Ham because I think they've, they've played really well. Mm-hmm. And I think Moyes, I'm glad to see Moyes doing well. Because um, it's almost like he's worked... He has had this in his locker and he's worked really hard to get a team that's so um, difficult to beat but dangerous on the counter and, and West Ham are, are that team and they look solid. Like They look so dangerous when you play them. Um, I'm surprised that Antonio is still banging them in but there was a great finish um, at the end and, and great great pass from uh, Declan Rice to pass it sideways to him because um, it's what he does. Um, but Leeds, in terms of Leeds, like think yeah they, they get done on the counter all the time and they're not no Bamford's prolific but he's not being given the space and I know he's injured and, and he didn't play and he looks to be out for a, quite a while but mm, if you can yeah. sit off leads and then soak it up but then get them on get them on the break when they've not really got fantastic line um, yeah they're going to be vulnerable aren't they because um, they pass so many bodies forward um, that I think teams are just figuring out how to soak that pressure up and when the best time to counter is you know, they're leaving too many spaces exposed but if if someone's going to probably fix fix it it's probably going to be Bielsa so I don't imagine them going down yeah. no I don't think so I think that I, I I have a feeling that even though we're talking about Burnley I do think it's going to be Norwich, Burnley and Newcastle Yeah, uh, I think Leeds will be 15th or something They they'll be clear of the, the relegation zone but not too clear of it I don't think unless things, have, unless things yeah, rapidly change if they didn't have Rafinha right now they would be absolutely screwed oh yeah he's carrying the them. only thing that's doing anything for them right now really. yeah unfortunately Bamford is um, not the same Bamford we saw last year it doesn't look yeah, like it anyway I, I don't know I don't know it's still early and obviously picked up the injury so it, it, was, a, it was a tough one to, to call but but yeah, come out of nowhere from anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. Talking about injuries, I know, I know, we talked about this team already. I just wanted to quickly throw in. Did you, I don't know if you guys seen, but Reese James four to six weeks out. It's looking like, which is going to be horrible for uh, my fantasy team and for Chelsea. Did quite well for my fantasy team though, because uh, Thiago Silva came on um, after twenty nine minutes, <laughs> which uh, ended up meaning he uh, got sixty one minutes oh, played, two points. That's, yeah, just enough time. <laughs> exactly, that was nice. gassed. Nice. But, <laughs> nice. but yeah, no. Um, West say, Ham. Just on, yeah, West Ham again. I think 
that they've got such a solid setup with their um, fullbacks piling forward. I think yeah. that um, Cresswell as well has been given such a like yeah such a like license to kind of help in the play, but also defend so much better than he has ever done like in the past because of a. Uh, players like Sufal and all, Suchek's not banging him in as much but they haven't really needed him to because Antonio has stepped up despite him being like 31 yeah but he's been he's been he's been solid I mean he's been able to sit back when Rice has been going on these mad runs I mean literally Rice picks up the ball right. and he will get to the byline every yeah. single time yeah. every game he gets to the line and I don't think um players track that very well and obviously he's gunning for a move and he's putting in these big performances but as long as he's at West Ham West Ham I think are going to do well I'm really interested to see where they end up because I feel like they're they've probably actually exceeded a lot of like teams yeah mm -hmm. they're, they're looking too good for a lot of teams you can see West Ham kicking on and continuing this way, but then you can also see them selling a couple of players and falling back into yo-yoing Fully can see it happening, either way. What but do you think, I hope... uh, How do you think West Ham would be doing now if they'd actually managed to get Lingard? But they could be serious, like because to be honest, man, I wouldn't want to drop four nails or Ben Rama for him. They've Very both true. been fantastic. They've yeah. both been fantastic so far this season. Yeah. Um, you're not going to drop Sushek or Rice, and yeah, like I wouldn't drop four nails or Ben Rama. So I don't know, man. I, I, Definitely not. Man. I don't really well. It's great. It would be great for their like Euro, uh, Euro, Europa League stuff and their cups. But I think for Premier League, if that's what they're going to focus on, I think Premier League they'd be fine without him. Yeah, uh, coming. They're the basis of my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> but I think no, like, Antonio's yeah. got five and five now. Mm. He's fantastic. He's still. For some reason, he still won't get called up to England, and it's probably fairly right that he well, I think doesn't. He's, I guess. he's I very know. recently just played a international game for Jamaica. I think it was a friendly or something. Um, yeah, I don't think he's still a hundred percent committed to um, Jamaica or whatever. But I don't it think should. he's going to. Oh yeah, I, I think I think it definitely should be. But, he's not um, going to get in the team, is he? No. Realistically, like, to be honest, like he's, he's a good fit. player, but it, there's a lot of good English players that now, won't make it into uh, the England team it's just I'd still rather give Ollie Watkins a chance over him do you know what I mean for the future and that kind of and then Mason Greenwood when he's fit like yeah you know but yeah um, but these last three games I just want to I'm just going to say the score lines if you guys have anything particularly you want to say I do want to say one thing about the Leeds game okay, about go for it. Michael Owen's comments afterwards <laughs> Michael, oh yeah, Michael awesome. Owen said he remembers watching Melier in the Leeds Academy when he was 16, and he really looked the part. Melier joined Leeds in 2019. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Michael That's Owen it. doing Michael Ooh, Owen I, things. I do actually also want to say another thing about Melier. That Don, if Leeds aren't doing well this season, he will be gone in the summer, and he will be gone to like a United, a Tottenham, someone like that, because he is. I don't know. I is, can see I'm, sorry, United. Is Dean Henderson shit or something? No, Dean, Dean Henderson actually suffered from a long COVID, so he hasn't been like... Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, ages, I just, yeah. not, he's just been nowhere, hasn't he? So, yeah. that's what yeah, I think he'll go to Tottenham or something, because Tottenham need to get rid of Hugo Lloris at some point, and it's got to be pretty soon, because he's not been impressive for the last few seasons, I don't think. I think the only reason he's still there is because he's captain, really, and they could probably feel a bit bad, but they, they need to 
leave. That's what they like, isn't it? Yeah, true. Like the they can get. I think yeah, Tottenham should definitely have a look at him or something if he continues this form this uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, no, definitely. He, he's going to be a wicked keeper. He could even end up abroad or something. You never know. Oh, yeah, but yeah, so like I said uh, before, uh, I'm just going to go through these last three. If you've got anything you want to say about these results or anything about a team, just just hop in and then. But if not, we'll just go straight onto the fantasy and then wrap up, boys. Sound good? Lovely. Yeah, so uh, Watford won, Newcastle won, uh, obviously Southampton nil, Wolves won, and Everton beat two, uh, Norwich 2-0 at home. Do you guys have anything you want to talk about on those particular? Uh, eight? Yeah. Daniel Fox is going to get sacked. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't I don't know if he will. Cause he no, he should First of all, what a goal from Ralph Jimenez. Great to see him back. Uh, yeah. great, great goal, great build-up. Secondly, what a goal from... Um, whatever Longstaff brother it was oh, yeah Banger. Sean I think wasn't it yeah um, Sean Longstaff yeah yeah uh, and then was it also him who had what a miss in the same <laughs> oh, game oh yes what a miss as uh, well in the same game yeah 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 uh, so yeah mixed bag from him and also um, who was it bloke right at the end of the Newcastle game tried to dink it over Ben Foster where oh, they could yeah. have just like passed around him absolutely yeah. howler yeah, yeah, um, no, ridiculous, ridiculous. But um, yeah, no, is that was that all you got, H? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I also want to say big up Townsend for his continued unreal performances for Everton. He's he's really re- re- revived his career after people were like bantering him, you know, whatever. But um, it was yeah, Mur- Murphy. Fair that, it was Murphy that fucked it with Foster on the one-on-one. Nice, nice. Murphy. Yeah, they easily yeah. could have scored probably four or five goals. They just weren't clinical enough. So maximum looked unreal. Yeah. Good player, good Again. player. But um, but yeah. So before we finish off, I'm just going to take you through lit fantasy. Or Ollie, do you want to take us through, my man? I'll take you through. Um, okay. Right, we'll go through the results. Um, first game, it's a heartbreaking one for me. Unfortunately, I uh, got absolutely dicked on by Mark's uh, crouch potato. Um, <laughs> Harry preparing himself on screen right now. Um, oh yeah, my uh, four twenty base Matuidi lost um, to March Crouch Potato sixty one to thirty five. Um, Harry's Smelly Alley beat Charlie's Daniel Gregory FC forty six to forty. Look at that. Will be here. Um, Sue. Alf beat George. Alf's Gay Pride beat George's Arsenal forty to thirty eight. And then Jacob lost to Average. The first one of us to lose to Average, 40, 42 to 35. And that is just... Oh, um, Jacob taking that. I might have lost to, to Mark, but Mark's actually a real person. Um, yeah. <laughs> average is not, so unlucky, Jacob. Unlucky. Yeah, I'm so happy, because if I lose to Average this weekend, I don't give a shit now. Yeah, uh, I've beaten Average once, so I'm fine. I actually don't care. It was that first loss, I just did not want it to be me. Um, but the this la- leaves the league table looking like this. Um, but average still sat at bottom with one for f- uh, one in f- uh, yeah one for five three points on the board. Uh, George's Arsenal drops to seventh um, with six points, uh, two hundred eighteen points overall. March Crouch Potato actually goes up in the world somewhere, going up to sixth, uh, also on six points, but on. Uh, Quite a substantial so, amount more overall points than uh, George, actually. Um, Jacobs ain't got a Scooby FC. Still sitting there in fifth. Not doing too much. Uh, but he's just no man's land on his own at the moment. He's, nine he's on points. nine points. No one else on him is. Uh, around him is. So, um, yeah. Uh, bringing into the top four. four horsemen. The four horsemen of the footy. Fantasy league. Three, the footy fetish fantasy. 
Alf in fourth, um, ten points behind Mark Charlie. Is losing his, uh, his spot, his hosting spot to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Charles got uh, no, not Charles. Um, Alf's got ten overall less points than uh, Charlie. Um, Charlie's in third, also won twelve points, so two hundred ninety-six overall points. I dropped down to second after my loss against um, Mark uh, with two hundred and ninety-eight overall points, and then taking first on twelve points, but overall uh, he's. On at two, 312 points, Harry's Smelly Alley. That's it, mate. Don't worry. Well done. Alpha's oh, first yeah. the week before oh, that, and then it was me, and uh, <laughs> neither of us have managed to keep first. So, uh, one that's not managed to be first out of this podcast is Mark. Very he, true. He's the only one letting us down right now in terms we're, of. Fantasy. We're quitting us as well, eh? Exactly. But, um, but no, uh, next last, week. Yeah, next week's days. fixtures. We've got. Charles Daniel Gregory FC versus my 420 Blaze Matweedy. Come on, Charles. Um, George's Arsenal versus March Crouch Potato. Jacobs oh. Ain't Got a Scooby FC versus Harry Smelly Alley. And then Average versus Alf. So, I'm. It's going to be interesting, I think. Very interesting because yeah, me and, uh, and Charles. Uh, drawing in, well, in the top uh, four at the moment, so um, that could be an interesting one. The rest of but you guys are playing people outside yeah, the top four. Horseman's going to fall out. Potentially. Exactly, unless we get a draw and you guys both lose, we both go top. <laughs> less and less. Did you see my gif I put in about Mark and George? Oh, yeah, yeah that would be a good uh, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just uh, what's the point, basically? But yeah. no, we'll. Um, we're going to love you and leave you guys, all the viewers out there, and you know, on YouTube and where, wherever you're watching it, upon your head top. But um, yeah, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks to Harry, Ollie, and um, oh, Dan for being here. Sorry, guys, before we oh, cut out, Harry. Charlie's just redeemed another hydrate. Oh, thanks, bro. I actually do need it. Mm. Get it down. Damn it. And while we're hydrating, you can see all of our socials on the screen right in front of you. If you can't, <laughs> yeah. then Alpha will read them out for you in a minute. Yeah, uh, make sure to follow, you know, like, subscribe, hit notification bell. Uh, I'm trying to think of other follow, other words for stuff. Can't think of it. So yeah, just hit whatever button it is for the thing. Hit it. Follow us. That Thumbs kind of thing. Up. You know, Instagram, like, Facebook. Five stars. Um, yeah, that's it. All uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast and just get your content, man. Just look us up for your fetish podcast. We'll probably be on there. Just give us a follow and listen to it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Thursday for a live stream on Twitch. Obviously, this will be coming out tomorrow night. This will be coming out Wednesday night for YouTubers, YouTube listeners, Spotifyers, all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, we'll be back on live on Twitch on Thursday. So please uh, come and tune in. We'll be previewing this weekend's football coming up. And while you're um, here, drop us a follow or even a subscription yeah. if you're feeling nice and generous. We're getting enough. close to 60, and uh, yeah, we, we want to hit want to hit that goal as soon as possible. Yeah, so, you might even earn yourself a little Mo Farah sign if you uh, if you do. You would There's not actually been a Mo Farah. There's not been one yet this uh, episode, but um, who knows? Should we leave him with one? Well, maybe. I think we should leave him with one. Well, yeah, we probably should. Mo Farah on your head top. Yeah, apart from Harry, for some reason he's being rude and putting yeah. up double middle fingers. But you know, for you audio don't listeners, listen to don't listen to. It. Don't. It's not rude. The thumbs out. It's not rude. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. That's how it works. That's how it works. He's going through some stuff. His team is uh, rude again. Rude again. 
But, um, but yeah, that's it's sweet. Jesse Lingard uh, <laughs> celebration. <laughs> well, take it easy, guys. See you, See you later. Chinese. Wearing a Chinese. Bye.